Below Average Gentleman Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Wesley, Jeff, and Guerra. October 19th, we're here, Below Average Gentlemen. I'm in studio. Weto is in the studio. Jeff's joining us remote. And we're going to be talking about our week six takeaways and our week seven preview. And make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Wesley BAG, at Twin Thunder BAG, at Weto BAG, at Bagman Pod. All right, before we jump into our takeaways from week six, which I think we have quite a few, especially with our Cardinals fans here. Oh, yeah. And let's talk about the news around the league. And the first bit of news ain't really about this league, but let's, uh, Let's get into it. Coach O. Go Tigers. Go Tigers is out at the end of the year for LSU. Uh, any any chance he's NFL bound? No. No, he's a, he's a, he's a career coordinator at best. Like he had, he had the fortune of coaching maybe the greatest college football team of the last maybe ever, I don't know, the last 20, 30 years. Like put it up there with those late 90s Miami teams. But uh yeah, like this it's the head coaching, like as far as being like the main dude for a program, I think that's done, dude. Like the 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 leak, the reason he got fired and stuff. I mean, good for him. He got an eighteen million dollar buyout. You can't see him in Jacksonville next year because <laughs> Urban won't be there. He he gone. He'd be doing the same things Urban is. That's fine. Just, it's part of the culture in Jacksonville. I mean, it just goes to show you, like here today, gone today. Like the last three LSU head coaches have all won national championships, right? I think so. And and they've all, I mean, they fired out. What's his name? The old guy you see eat, eat the grass, Les Miles, another <laughs> creep. I mean, how about we go into like the the reasonings why he's gone, like the main reason. Yeah, the from what I understood in an article that was probably leaked from higher ups in LSU was mm-hmm. like I think one of the big reasons was I think it was was it at a gas station? Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah. The the one and, you're going with is a gas station. Yeah. So this this girl walks by. Mm-hmm. And Coach O, you know, tells her she looks real good. Like she works out because she's wearing workout clothes. Yeah. Like at, something about it, she likes to work out. And she's like, hey, I'm married and I'm pregnant. And he's like, does that matter? And it turned out like she, it turns out she was, uh, she's married to like some higher up at LSU. <laughs> so. Well, it's probably she was just she was just talking shit, so he was talking shit back. It's like when you approach somebody at the bar, and you're like, she goes, "Oh, I have a boyfriend." And you're like, "Well, I have a dog." She's like, "Well, what does that mean?" And you're like, "Well, it matters the same." <laughs> Who gives a shit? Well, like the the he said he's famous for like every interview he ever ends with, like he says, "Go Tigers!" Right? Yeah. Like this whole time, like I thought it was like a to amp up the LSU fan base. Like he's just probably pumping himself up, Tiger, to go out and like try to score some chicks. This, this this animal. He he recently went through a divorce. He finds himself filthy rich recently through a divorce. Like, yeah, dude, he's on the prowl. Right? And you know, after he made that comment, he told her, like, what does that matter? And then he goes, and go tag us. <laughs> <laughs> That's his pickup line. Go tag us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's you, like, it's you like want to go on this tiger? He says something and then he, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's jump into some actual news from. The NFL here. Uh, Zach Ertz traded to the Arizona Cardinals after they lost Max Williams. Kind of a big-time trade here. The What do you guys think? Uh, the Cardinals nabbing up Love it. Zach Ertz. Love it. I mean, yeah, Zach Ertz is towards the end of his career, but he's a productive tight end. 
He can catch passes, run good routes. We don't have a tight end now that Max Williams is hurt. He doesn't make our team worse. I'll tell you that. I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's, especially for the price tag, right? It was it was a fifth round pick. Like now you have a guy who's a proven winner, like a locker room dude. I mean that that's what I love that they've done in the offseason. Like they brought in your AJ Greens, your JJ Watts, like Zachers. Like these dudes are respected dudes in the in, in the locker room. Like like this year, I mean, he's only got eighteen catches, one hundred eighty nine yards, two touchdowns. But like I feel like those numbers are gonna be accelerated here with that high powered uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense, right? Hey, so Weddle, are we? Are we going to all these playoff games? Yes. And the Super Bowl? Like, yes. are we going to be there live? Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals I, are running everywhere. Where's the Super Bowl over. at this year? I don't know where it is, but it runs LA. through Arizona. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's at I'm pretty sure it's at SoFi this year. Yeah, I think you're right. We can just take an Uber over there and be ready to go. All right, uh Dawson Knox, he broke a bone in his hand and the way I understood it, he broke the bone in his hand before he threw that two-point conversion to Josh Allen. Oh, and, it was obvious. And that that was the worst throw I've ever seen from two yards out. And he was a and he was a high school quarterback. <clears throat> yeah. I sent you guys a text like, never let that man throw the ball ever again. <laughs> they said they don't expect him to miss much time, which I'm not sure about with a tight end with a broken bone in their hand. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to block, but as far as like – Making plays, catching passes—that's a—that's a different story. Hey, crazy Dawson Knoxler. I didn't know he—he—he he, he played at Ole Miss, right? It's college ball. Did you know in four years at Ole Miss he didn't catch a single touchdown? Really? Yeah, he had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown up his side, and his job was to block. And he's like the Jacoby Myers of, yeah, of Ole Miss. I guess, man. Yeah, that—that's a crazy set. Well, I mean, you look at him playing for the Bills. He's just always wide open because no one's worried about him. He's just standing in the end zone by himself. All right, I guess I guess I'll take a touchdown. I mean, through through six games, he is the the what the the fifth ranked tight end, 21, 21 receptions, twenty six yards, five touchdowns. I think he ran a touchdown last night, right? Uh, I didn't I see where so. he got one. Didn't he have a play where he? Had, I he thought had like Sweeney a, got a touchdown. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. He got a handoff and he, he got knocked out at like the one. That's what it was. Yeah, super athletic dude. Uh, Chris Carson goes on IR, and on top of that, for Seattle, it's. I think it's currently they are very unsure if Alex Collins is playing. Rashad Penny just got activated from IR. So, I mean, what are we doing here in this backfield fantasy-wise? I mean, we're we're tanking and trying to draft if you're Seattle, right? Like they're, but, I mean, it, like fantasy-wise, are you looking at Rashad Penny? Uh, if, no. if you're that desperate, but I, I have a feeling most teams are desperate because most of the, there's a ton of running backs on yeah. IR that are hurt. I mean, as we go over this list of guys, I mean, it's mainly going to be running backs. And How about this? You're going to hear it here first on the Bagman podcast. Ronald Jones is going to be a Seattle Seahawk in three weeks. I guarantee it. <laughs> they are the team that will trade for a running back. Ronald Jones is on the trade block. They don't use him. He'll be a Seattle Seahawk before months over, guaranteed. Uh, CMC goes to IR after two weeks sitting there, not sure, not sure if he's going to play or not. All of a sudden, goes on IR, so another three weeks without CMC. On top of the two, right? So he's going to be out. Best case scenario, five weeks. Well, this week was the third, right? Yes. So I think by the time they put him on IR, I think his IR starts this week. God. And that's shitty because everyone thought he was coming back last week, and then they're like, "Oh no, just kidding! Like we need him out three more weeks." Like fuck! Like, it's not like they're hanging it up. Obviously, something happened at practice, right? Because he had a light workout on 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 Wednesday. I mean, and then Thursday morning he tried to practice again. And it was like, oh, something happened. He's not playing, and we're putting him on IR. Yeah. 
uh, the Browns and Baker Mayfield, they're making sure everyone knows in the world that he has a torn labrum, but he's still going to play. Football guy. he's a tough guy. Football guy. Because he's tough. I mean... He's such a tough guy. I feel like every time I watch Baker Mayfield play, it's... it's in his mind, like he's he's this freak athlete quarterback, a la Lamar, a la, you know, Kyler can make dudes miss, and and it, it bites him in the ass every time, dude. Like he's he was a good athlete at the position for 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 in college, but the NFL, like, wouldn't you say he's a below average athlete when it comes to like athletic quarterbacks? Don't even don't even call him below average because that almost gives him a shout out, like he's as cool as us. This guy, <laughs> he's got a beer gut. He's he's slower than every defensive end in the world when he rolls out. Every time he rolls out, he's running backwards because he's so slow. I mean, he's just trying so hard to say, hey, look, I have an injury. I'm a tough guy. You can't blame anything on me if it goes bad. Yeah, and then they ask yeah. him, like, are you going to play Thursday? And he goes, oh, yeah. Then, then like, I don't know. Is there a more disappointing team in the NFL than the Cleveland Browns? This this this, this three and three start? I mean, they were, like, top four or five betting-wise to, to – to win the Super Bowl, I think preseason, right? Yeah, I mean they, they got to be pretty. Uh... A a finesse Big Twelve offense went to Cleveland on Sunday and out physical the shit out of a, an AFC North <laughs> team, right? Yeah, that's basically and, what happened. And let me tell you something: Baker's gonna get really exposed here, going on a Thursday. They're short turnaround. Their two best running backs, really good running backs, are out. And he's gonna have to he's gonna have to do everything and he's not not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you right now, dude, it. it's not gonna be good for Baker. I don't know. And I'm gonna throw out since you throw out your guarantee early on, I'm gonna throw out mine. I guarantee you they don't figure out a contract and it's to the point where they're gonna franchise him may uh, a year and a half from today. Boom. Right? He's not the guy that can that can go down and win games like that. If you put fifteen different quarterbacks on the Browns, they're they're five and one, mm-hmm. but but the, the rule of thumb is you don't you don't replace the guy until you have somebody equal or better, and they don't have that right now. So like yeah, hang out for the rest of this season. We're gonna franchise you, and then we're gonna I mean we're gonna Kirk Cousin you. It's, it's eventually gonna come where we're not gonna want to franchise you anymore. And yeah, I go, mean I'd go walk. I don't see a huge difference if they play Case Keen Case Keenum on Thursday or if Baker Mayfield plays on Thursday. I guarantee you the line doesn't move one iota if that happens. Yeah, I, to me it's about the same thing. I mean you're still. Missing both your running backs that are, you know, when you have two running backs that are that good, you can kind of hide some of your deficiencies at quarterback. And I just don't see that it's that much of a difference if Case Keenum plays on Thursday. With that play-action game going to be irrelevant with the the running backs that are going to be playing, he's going to be in trouble on Thursday. All right, uh, Antonio Gibson could miss time. I would not be surprised if an IR tag gets put on him. The he was having an MRI today. Haven't heard any update on that, but uh, it looked like when he did leave the game on Sunday that I think JD McKissick filled in for most of the touches. But there is a chance with uh, Jarrett Patterson. You interested in Jarrett Patterson at all in the free agency? Um, not as much as I would be the the. Whoever starts for Cleveland. Cause the, well, it's probably going to be Dernis Johnson for yeah. Cleveland, which, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think if I was going to put money down, it's going to be on him for the fab. I mean, however confident you were in McKissick, like, you're probably less confident in the guy that's replacing the McKissick role, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. 
And and Antonio Gibson, all three of us were huge on him coming into this year. He doesn't have a single hundred yard rushing game all season. I mean, and 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 from a passing perspective, he doesn't have more than three receptions in any game this season. So like, on, I mean, I don't even feel like it's his fault. Like he's just not getting the touches, right? Well, and then to come to find out, I think it was about what week four or something we found out that he'd been dealing with a stress fracture in mm-hmm. his shin the whole year. Yeah, which. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they should have sat him for a game or so early to, you know, get him healthy. Might not have a choice now. All right. The Browns, uh, Kareem Hunt went on IR with a calf injury. They, I mean, there's been differing reports what it was, but the Browns just say it's a calf injury. He's on IR, so that's at least three weeks without Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb's already been declared out for Thursday, so it is going to be the Darnest Johnson show and. So they're both out with calf injuries, right? Yes. I mean, what's up training staff? Like, let's let's, let's get a better stretch in pregame for these guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy shit. The Ravens left tackle, Ronnie Staley, is out for the season. That's a oh, that's a pretty big hit for the Ravens. That's huge. That's yeah. breaking news to me. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know about that either. I mean, that, that's big for a team coming off a big win where they, they should have read the docket. Wasn't on the dock. Coming off a big win for the Ravens, where they straight up like pummeled, manhandled the Chargers, which was what like a like a point and a half spread or something like that. Yeah, they made Herbert look average at best. Yeah, they blitzed Herbert all day. I mean, it was. I I think Herbert didn't know what to do when he was constantly under pressure. Yeah, that that I I actually watched the majority of that game. That that seemed like early on the Ravens punched the Chargers in the face, and the Chargers just packed up and said, "Oh fuck this, we're going home." And. I mean, when we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll get down to the thoughts on that game because I have some more thoughts on that with the, you know, Brandon Staley's saber metrics and shit. Why have a punter? Uh, Kadarius Tony's ankle injury could be serious. And I know Je- Jeff for one's waiting to find out about this one. Yeah, I mean, that I picked up Kadarius Tony right before his 30-point breakout. And he was one guy that I was happy about. Like, oh, it looks like he's going to be the guy over there. And, he, you know, right early in this last game, he had three catches, 36 yards right away, like first couple drives. And then he, get, he like, rolls his ankle up again. But they're saying that this might be something serious. And as much as I like him and as much as I want to keep him on my team, there's just no way I can hold on to him if he's going to be out a couple weeks. And... You know, most leagues waivers go through tonight on a Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning. I need to hear something, boys. And I know everyone else does. We need to hear something so we can know if we're going to drop this dude or or hold on. And Joe Judge comes from that Belichick school, so you probably won't find out till Sunday morning, right? Likes to keep it close to the vest. Well, the only thing you might have going, say they need to put Kadarius Tony on IR. They need to do it here in the next couple of days so it doesn't roll into next week where the IR would start, where then he misses this game plus another three, which is what happened. I know that happened to CMC. That was the, there was, I think David Montgomery was the same way. They put him on IR late, so he missed one game and then plus another three. So, I mean, CMC got hurt, what, week three? Was it week three or week week four? Week three. Week three. So they, they're they 3-0 and oh when, when he plays and they're 0-3 when he doesn't. Like there's a world where like he comes back and they're 3-6. and six. Right. Yeah. The uh yeah, so I mean, yeah, we I know 
if you have Kadarius Tony, you should be paying attention today. See if they get any news today, so you can make your waiver adjustments. And yeah. and and the timing on this sucks for Tony because with Galladay out, like he was only showing town, right? Like he was he was the dude. They've been decimated by injury at that position, and you were like, all right, this dude's gonna we're we're we're, we're gonna get to see it. And I did notice as soon as Tony went down, <laughs> Sterling Shepard started getting targeted again. Somebody's got to catch it, right? And Shepard every year back on track. <laughs> All right, let's jump into these week six takeaways. All right, Thursday night's game, Bucks Eagles. Biggest takeaway I have is uh, is just about Nick Sirianni covering the spread with a magic two point conversion when they were down fourteen points. That was, yeah, that was. I mean, that was a little weird. I mean, we You're, we uh we talked about it earlier, and uh, was that shit rigged, Wes? Oh, it, like very. I don't know, man. That that just seemed really weird. You don't see a whole lot of teams uh, going for a two-point when they, they were down 14, score a touchdown. They could have just kicked the extra point, needing another seven points. They go for two, make it a six-point game. Didn't didn't make any sense to me. A- am That's I- the thing is it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Like, they score, they're down, what, they're down eight at that point. They mm-hmm. kick an extra point, they're down seven. He randomly goes for two, gets it, but what does that really help you if you score again or if they score? It really doesn't make that much of a difference, but it did cover the spread, which is questionable as fuck. We need we we, we, we need to get research on this. Like, does does Nick Sirianni have a little brother who's a degenerate gambler that had money on this? Like, he looks like that guy. He's a, he's a he's a questionable character. Hey, and another thing I took away from this game, I I hate watching the Eagles' offense. Am I on an island there? Like, like, like they, they, they refuse to run the football. They think Jalen Hurts is, is, is Lamar Jackson, which he's not. If that first read's not open, I'm just going to scramble to the right and get back to the line of scrimmage over and over and over and over again. I don't, I, yeah. I don't ever remember seeing a guy who's so good for fantasy mm-hmm. and so bad in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. He's terrible. I'm, like, th- Jalen Hurts is awful. It's a hard watch, dude. Like, they should have kept Carson he's Wentz. He's horrible. He's horrible, and he's the number four fantasy quarterback. He's <laughs> horrible, and he's horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, and you watch it; they don't push it down the field. Yeah, it, it, it just blows my mind that he's so good in fantasy, yeah. and just you watch him play, and he, he's he's god awful. I I feel like every skill player on that team should be frustrated, from every single receiver to Miles Sanders to Gainwell. Like all those dudes, got to be frustrated. The, the right? Philadelphia fans giving a standing ovation when they finally did an inside handoff to Miles Sanders. He had one carry in the first half, Miles Sanders. And oh, the other note was uh, Leonard Fournette. I mean, he he looks like he's taken over that backfield. Oh yeah, he looks like playoff Leonard, and and he great game from Fournette. Yeah, absolutely. And we forget how how much Leonard Fournette was a number one pick. He was awesome in Jacksonville. And then he just becomes a, another guy over there. And should we, uh, here we go. A little tales from the sports betting. All right. Thursday night. I know me and Jeff, we had this, we had the both had the boat, the same in-game parlay Mm -hmm. and everything on our in-game parlay hit. Like, we're hitting, hitting. Leonard Fournette gets a touchdown. I think there was, uh, I forget what all of us had had, but it all hit. The only, so we had to hit, Tom Brady gets one and a half yards rushing. Mm-hmm. One and a half. So, 
he doesn't he didn't rush all game. There was none of those typical Tom Brady fourth down dives forward didn't happen. Very end of the game, fourth quarter, Brady goes forward, gets three yards. We've hit this thing. And I think for ten dollars it was something, what was it, one hundred and twenty bucks, Jeff? Yeah. So I mean it was a you know plus twelve hundred mm-hmm. bet. Nice play. So Brady gets his three yards, we're all happy. Then he kneels twice. <laughs> kneels twice, immediately following gaining two yards or three yards. He's down to one yard. Uh the third kneel down, he goes forward a little bit. I think kneels at the line of scrimmage, gets zero. So we finish the game, Brady with one yard and and lose our same game parlay. So he he went the complete opposite of Seriani. He don't give a fuck about the bets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, a little bit of a heartbreaker there on the uh, on the sports betting. Hey, and if we're talking about it, let's let's talk about another tales from the auction. We'll go to college football world. I was I texted Wes and said, "Hey, you know those guys you listen to that apparently know what they're talking about? Did they say anything about?" Kentucky being a 21 and a half point dog to Georgia. I know Georgia's awesome, but that's a lot of points. And he's like, nah, they didn't say nothing. And I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm betting on Kentucky to cover that 21 and a half. They're losing like 30 to seven. They're down, what, 23 points. The game's over. Kentucky's driving down the field with like two minutes left, trying to score a touchdown. They're not going to kick three. They're trying to score a touchdown to save themselves, like, you know, some clout or whatever. Well, they get it down to the one-yard line. There's less than a minute left. They get stopped. They get stopped. It's third and one with, like, three seconds left. If they score a touchdown, it means nothing for the game. But if they score a touchdown, I win my bet. Kentucky Wildcats scored a touchdown on the last play of the game to cover that 21 and a half, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> well, how about bet on them all the time? How about I think the over under for that game was 44, and both last touchdowns the teams missed their extra points and covered in in covered the, the under. under. Jesus, and it was wild. Like that game was wild for the gambling. The, but uh, Kentucky had no reason to to score. No. I love it. All right, Fins and Jags. Jags got their first win. Uh, the next step for the Jags is to win in America. <laughs> the uh, uh, the only the biggest note from this game is what do you do with Miles Gaskin? I would say <laughs> drop him. But there's been this rash of injuries. Like he's gonna start in most most leagues. I think right. Do I have Miles Gaskin? I fucking hate him. Like, the only reason I won't drop Miles Gaskin is to not give someone else the benefit of the doubt of having a starting running back because of injuries. But he's sitting on my bench, dude. I'll give you Rondell Moore for him right now. I might, dude. Yeah, let's do it. I I might. Let's do it. Miles Gaskin, you know, two weeks ago, absolutely nothing. Though The next week, he puts up 31 points. Then he plays the Jags and plays 30% of the game and does nothing. Like, I, he's not in my starting lineup ever, ever. Uh, in 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 this game, like honestly, both quarterbacks played pretty good, right? Do you, you guys watch this game? Like, you can't blame Tua for this one, dude. Like, he he actually had a pretty, pretty decent day. No. Yeah. I mean, two, Tua was awesome. Two at thir- <laughs> thirty-three completions, three hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns. I mean, but I mean that's been the problem with Tua from the start: thirty-three completions, three hundred yards. Dude throws for, like. I mean, doesn't even get 10 yards of completion. 
9.9. Jalen Waddle's awesome with Tua. Yeah, I mean, I mean, about that, that? I mean, I I get it. Like with, with Tua, like you're basically just doing bubble screens and slants to Waddle all day, and like hope hoping he breaks and one. The, but and then you have to keep in mind with how good Waddle looked that Devontae Parker wasn't there, Will Fuller wasn't there. I mean, it's it was the but Waddle they were show. Alabama teammates, and he blows Jalen Waddle. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> They're homeboys. All right, Chiefs and Washington football team. Mahomes, Mahomes, uh. Kept people on the edge of their seats, even with the money line. <laughs> and uh, he had, Mahomes had a pretty ugly game. Turned into a good game by the end of it. But, man, he threw, like, some of those no-look passes aren't working for him anymore. Guys are catching those picks that they were dropping before against Mahomes. I mean, it's just, he. I mean, he looks beatable. Uh, I'm going to disagree. Like, I think he's still, like, the the man. Like, are are you selling your Mahomes stock? No, I'm not. I'm not. But there's, I mean, I'm watching some of this game. You're seeing some of these interceptions he's throwing. Like, I mean, this stuff that was working for him before. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I actually looked into this. Like, like that's a terrible defense the Chiefs have. I mean, that 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 O line, it's it's not working like we thought it would when when they started getting all these names. I mean, 400 yards passing, two touchdowns. I get it, the two picks. One really wasn't on him. Just ask his mom; she'll agree with me. But 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 all in all, like. No, like I, if if there's a quarterback draft, like I'm still taking Mahomes one. But if we're we're talking betting every week, yeah, uh, may, maybe it's just me. But are we safe to say that we are not comfortable betting on the Chiefs every week? I think the Chiefs are one in five against the spread this year. The Chiefs are one in whatever against the spread yep. all the time. Yeah. They're terrible against the spread, and 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 that's what you like. You know, sports betting wise, you got to come down and look at it, and I mean. Yeah, fantasy wise, you're going to keep starting Mahomes. The guy, they they find a way to, you know, keep working their offense. It's just a lot of these defenses are playing. You know, they're just almost every defense they're playing now is just rushing four and dropping seven in coverage. They're daring and, them to run the football, and they're not running the football, right? No, it's essentially what's happening for four quarters. And and you see like you're dropping seven in coverage, seeing more doubles on Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and making Mahomes throw to Cole Hardman's and, and these other dudes out there on the field. But the, I mean, overall betting wise, it, I mean, it's a scary prospect sometimes when you're picking the chiefs to win some of these games and especially covering spreads. spread wise. Yeah. Money line way more comfortable, right? The, the money line was not comfortable in this one. Until I and and I told that I told Jeff this before the game started, the money line's not and the money line wasn't comfortable in this until the end. It, I mean, it, yeah, I was I was sweating the whole game and I was like, "Fuck you, Wes, for not betting the Chiefs. <laughs> you jinxed it." <laughs> All right, uh, Rams and Giants. Uh, the biggest note from this one: the Rams brought their shovels with them and just buried these guys, dude. I mean, it was just it. I mean, this one wasn't in question from start to finish. I mean, the Giants almost played like they had a bunch of backups in their plan, right? Because <laughs> they did. I mean, Devontae Burke or Sonny Shepard, like the, the injuries the injuries they have, like they didn't, I don't think they would have won this game like with their full roster, but to throw out these these backups, like, yeah, dude, they're going to get boat raced. Yeah, so it, The spread was at 10 and a half, and they put it at like 40. Yeah, it was, said, it was ugly. Cooper Cup just... I mean, back to he's open every play. I mean, everything the Rams did worked. I think Daryl Henderson had a it was a three touchdown day, right? 
rushed for uh, one. Two, I, I, he threw I, that fade to him. It's I like, think, how is Daryl Henderson catching a fade? I believe he had three touchdowns because I think I was telling Jeff, I'm like, a real man would have bet three. Two, caught one and rushed for one. Okay. I thought he thought he got another one late. Probably seemed that way because that scoreboard was, was lit. Yeah. Hard to keep track yeah. of all those touchdowns from the Rams. Uh, Texans, Colts. Uh, you saw the return of T.Y. Houston until he got hurt. He was torching the Texans as he always does. The Carson Wentz looking good right now. Um, still not buying the stock on it, but I don't. I don't know if it's a team that you know. I'd put the all the faith in, and I want that that division sucks, dude. Like they're gonna get minimum four wins in that division just playing Jacksonville yeah. and, and Houston, right? I mean, as as much as we can sit here and say like Carson Wentz looked good, they're two and four. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I mean, he he did a good job pushing the ball downfield. He only he only had eleven completions, two hundred twenty five yards, two touchdowns. Carson Wentz, shout out Indy. Uh, Bengals Lions, will the Lions win a game this year? Oh yeah, yes. And this was a this was a heavy betting game where people were putting money on the Lions, and I think the. A lot of people thought the Lions would cover that it was three and a half. Yeah, and Wes took it as an insult. I respect it. <laughs> now they killed him, dude. The Bengals look good. This is the first game where the Bengals really put somebody away. And, Besides the Steelers. And an, another game, the first game that the Lions didn't keep it close. I mean, the Lions are going to win a game, man. They're, they've been close with a lot of teams. The luck hasn't went their way, but... I mean, and how about Motor City Dan Campbell, like straight up calling out his quarterback after the game? Do you guys see that? Do you guys see that? They they, they asked yeah. about Goff, and he well, says he needs to play better. We need more from him. I, I think if you if you watch the the essential the quote in the entirety, mm-hmm. uh, Motor City Dan Campbell was saying that what he said he said the whole team needed to play better. And you know needed to be you know needed to be more involved and out there, and they well what about Jared Goff and he's like the same applies to him. We need more from him, right? Yeah, it, but it and it wasn't to me. It wasn't like he was just you know doing the Mike Zimmer and coming out there and telling you his quarterback sucks. Oh no, he hates him. <laughs> he hates him, bro. Like like that, that everything I'm reading like like Detroit sources that it pisses him off that he has no emotion. Like give me a fucking fist pump. That 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 was a quote. From some 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 Lions insider said like no no emotion like doesn't even seem like he likes football. <laughs> well, what about the coach though? The coach need to fucking coach better. You're going for it on fourth and four, and you're on your own twenty. Like they on. went they went for so many fourth downs, and then I think it was towards the end of the game they were getting blanked, and they did the you know air quotes bush league maneuver of just kicking a field goal, you know at the end of the game. And then didn't score a touchdown until the Bengals pulled every starter they had out of the game. I I love Dan Campbell. I think that's going to work, but I think they're going to have to go elsewhere to find a quarterback. I don't. They 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 need more than a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. They, but but this this isn't the guy. I mean, I get it. Like the three of us can probably sit in here and name players on that team just because we, you know, fantasy we're, wise we're losers <laughs> because we look at these <laughs> rosters and try to find players. But might they? This team barely has any names. I mean, past DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 even then, he had what thirteen carries for twenty four yards. I I could do that with my shoes untied. 
Weddle, this ain't going to be the year to get a quarterback. No, no, they, it, it's they not are horrible. It's not, but I I feel like the coach is right. But yeah, man, the the you are what I had a coach say one time that coaching is the most overrated thing in the world because you can have the best coach with a shit roster, they're going to lose every fucking game. And I I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Go go look at Bill Belichick. He's 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 like four games under five hundred since Brady left. And we can like. I mean, we can like Golden Motor City as much as we want, but that doesn't mean he's making the right decisions and, you know, bringing in the right personnel or make you know hiring the right guys to make play calls. Yeah, and and then the, the thing with these franchises is when you walk into these dumpster fires, you have a two three year window to show improvement, and if you don't, like you're out. So I mean, yeah, it'll they'll probably be a new coach in Detroit here in two and a half years. I mean, it was that. Yeah, you've go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. You yeah, you've played close games, but you are what your record says you are. And and you haven't won. You haven't beat anybody. And I know we talked about this before the season started. I mean, being the the Bengals were the same way. Zach Taylor should have been on the hot seat this season. I mean, he had two pretty horrid seasons. And moving into this season, the guy needs to win some games. And so far, they're doing all right. I know they they're moving into a stretch where they have some harder games. And like even this Sunday, I want to see how they play the Ravens. What I mean, what does Zach Taylor game plan? And then and then like uh the. In in the preseason, I saw a list like three the three coaches on the hot seat like to start the year. Cliff King Cliff Kingsbury was number two on that list. That dude's on his way to being coach of the year this year. Like it changes quick, bro. I know their offense looked pretty good without him. He uh he put that game plan in. <laughs> All right, Packers Bears and the uh, the note from this game is I own you. Because I'm sure everybody's seen this video. This was awesome. You know, Rodgers, he rushes one in, and the, you know, the biggest, you know, the biggest discount double check belt that you, that you've seen looks up at the Chicago crowd and tells him, I've owned you my whole life. I still own you. <laughs> it was With great. a couple F bombs in there. It was yeah. awesome. What was the quote from him? He, 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 he looked in the stands and he saw some old lady give, give him the double birds and he just blacked <laughs> out. He said, <laughs> yeah, it was great. I loved it. Like, he's, he's something like, is he 22 and five 25. against the bears? Wow. I mean, that's, that's ownership. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, he, I, mean, I, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, if you're a bears fan, like, yeah, man, you shrug your shoulders and I can't wait for this guy to leave the division next year. <laughs> right. I guess it's safe to say he's not going to the Bears next year. That's the one team he said he he wouldn't go to. Remember that? In uh, uh, I, it in an interview, they he he said the only team that he'll never play for in his career ever is the Chicago Bears. Kind of respect. <laughs> Got to respect. Kind of respect. Got to respect that. The Chargers Ravens after the Chargers came off a amazing ninety point game where Herbert threw for a million touchdowns and eight hundred yards, they uh. Man, the Chargers laid an egg, scoring six points. No one on the Chargers really had anything to speak of fantasy wise. It was this was awful. The Ra- I mean, and credit to the Ravens, they blitzed Herbert all day, and he did not know what to do under pressure. Herbert's probably worst game as a pro, right? In his in his short year, year and a half as a starting quarterback. No, I know. would say so. Yeah, and 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 it's it's just how, how quick this shit can change week to week. Like last week, Cowherd came out and declared like. Call me crazy. I take my Her- a Herbert over Mahomes for the rest of their careers. And then this happens five days later. Right? That's just typical Colin Coward. Man. Shock, like, shock. He, he's a guy on the, on the times week to week, dude. If, 
If Justin Fields goes and throws for 300, dude, he's going to say he's better than Dan Marino. That's just what Colin Coward does. And then, and then I'm, I don't know, like, I can't say this bothered me, but like, everybody's blowing up Lamar. Lamar's the MVP. Lamar's the MVP. Like, hey, dude, like, Lamar went like 180 yards and two picks in this game. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, the defense won the game and they, they ran the football. Like, Lamar had a subpar performance, I'd say, right? He didn't need to have yeah, a good one. I get it, but but his completion percentage was something like 60%, and he had 50 yards rushing, but now they're saying Lamar's the MVP. Like, I, I take it as a diss. Like, nah, it's Kyler, bro. <laughs> right? I mean, Kyler was the MVP last year for the first 12 weeks. His problem is just staying healthy. If he stays healthy throughout the year, plays like he's playing, he's, he's going to be hands down the MVP. And let's talk about this is the game I wanted to highlight about I mean, what what's the fancy word they've been throwing around about the metrics and all that? In baseball, it's sabermetrics. Yeah. I think it's analytics. Analytics in here in football that, you know, if you go for it on fourth and whatever here, like you have this much percentage and like, hey, man, the, the analytics didn't hold up here because Brandon Staley made all these stupid-ass decisions in this game, going for it here, going for it there, and that shit bit him in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he looked like a genius doing it the week before, right? Going for it on fourth and fourth and something inside his own twenty-five, and it worked. I mean, because like, are your are are these analytics? Are they, you know, I, I get like, oh, if you go for it on fourth down here, you have this much of a percentage to make it. I mean, are they accounting for you're playing against Lamar Jackson, and and if you give him the ball on the twenty, mm-hmm. that nah, they fucked up and gave him Dan Campbell's analytics this week. It <laughs> fucked the whole thing up. Yeah, I mean, it was just just an ugly game for and, the Chargers. And I was genuinely pumped about this game in, in the, the 10 o'clock window. I was like, oh, shit, like, this is going to be fantastic. And about halfway through the first quarter, you're like, uh, bro, they're, they're, they're going to get smoked. Yeah, and, and it was one of those games you keep watching, and you're like, you think, oh, like Herbert will throw a couple touchdowns, get him back in it, and it just never happened. No, not at all. They, they just got steamrolled. I mean, I mean, it was so bad. Like, Herbert had 12 yards rushing. Like, he was their leading rusher for the game. Uh, Vikings Panthers. Sam Darnold stinks. CMC was hiding it, but Sam Darnold stinks. In like, I mean, we've only been saying it for five weeks. Like he looked good at first. We said, hold on, we're not <laughs> sure. And then every week it seems like we get stronger on the side of, nah, dude, he's he sucks. Sam Darnold I know was he's 22, 23, He sucks. He was seventeen of forty one passing. What is that, like 47%, 46%? Come on, man. Uh, Adam Thielen had a good game. Jefferson had a good game. Hey, Kirk Cousins has been fantastic this year, right? He's been really good, dude. From a, from a fantasy point, from a, from a yeah, I mean, analytic he, point. <laughs> <laughs> Analytics. Yeah. Like the, uh, I liked what I, yeah, I mean, the Vikings, I mean, the Vikings look like they're putting it together on offense and everything. Then, I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook had a, he had a good week. He had a hundred carries. <laughs> Dude touched the ball so many times. I I know it went to overtime, but my God, gotta feed the horse. The uh, Cardinals and Browns and a statement win from the Red Sea, and I will let my resident Carmel, Cardinal homers take it from here. Bro, it was thirty-seven fourteen, and it wasn't that close. Like that hell Mary. Like the, there's the they kick they kicked the shit out of them. The Cardinals went to yeah. Cleveland, packed a lunch, manhandled them, and flew back to Arizona with a monster W, only 6-0 team in the NFL Super Bowl. 
<laughs> and Weddo, I know you listened to last week's podcast that you missed. I tried to give you the plus three for the Cardinals as your lock. Yeah. Wes wasn't having it. Oh, no, it was you, a lock. You sent it in. It was just late. But you were confident that they covered that. And not only did they cover the three-point dog, God, they fucking rolled those dudes. Yeah, I would like to uh, – uh, I know we went back and I gave Weddo the uh, – the win on the stone cold lock, even mm-hmm. though we didn't say it on the podcast. Cause he, you know, he sent it in like a day and a half later. There's the paper trail, but <laughs> a little late, but you know, we'll, we'll give it to him. Cause I mean the, uh, but you really fucked the people. Cause they, they went for the Steelers four and a half <laughs> cause you weren't here and they could have locked in the Cardinals. It's, it's, it's amazing to me, uh, how good of a job Kyler does at letting everybody eat. Right. From 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 Kirk to AJ Green to 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 Nuke to to those two running backs like he they do a phenomenal job of spreading the ball right, but it wasn't like that last year. And no no no, this year difference. That's been the difference because now that he's doing that, the Cardinals are hard to dictate. I I remember last year us talking multiple times about, hey man, DeAndre Hopkins has a go route, an out route, and a slant route, and every third down you throw it to him. Every goal line you throw it to him. Now that has changed, and Arizona's very unpredictable, and it's and it's helped him a lot. Yeah, look, look, I'll 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 just read it off right here. Like AJ Green, six targets. Christian Kirk, eight targets. DeAndre Hopkins, four targets. Ron, Rondell Moore, four targets. Chase Edmonds, four targets. Like they're coming at you from all angles. It, it's like a what? You guys ever play Street Fighter? <laughs> Do you remember E Honda, the sumo the sumo wrestler? I mean, oh, yeah. you hold up and you hit Fierce a bunch of times and his hands just come from 100 different angles. That's what the fucking Cardinals are doing on offense right now, bro. From all Perfect angles. Perfect analogy. From all I, angles. <laughs> I was, one of the one of the things I was, I, I looked at this game was, I mean, is it any coincidence that the game that Cliff Kingsbury's out for, they don't let off the gas and they just smoke a team? That and there's nobody to, to wipe Kyler's nose on the sidelines. I mean, they... Uh, they didn't let off the gas the whole time. Just smoked a team that was supposed to be a close game. And look, we're we're, we're all human, right? But is is there a little piece of Cliff Kingsbury watching watching this game at home, and he sees this just thumping, and little bit little piece inside of him is like, fuck, <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, the, the team's good with or without Cliff. I get that, but they were they looked really good without Cliff. Well, one thing Cliff Kingsbury does is I like that that dude will go for it on fourth and one, fourth and two, but he's got a little Dan Campbell in him, dude. He's he's dumb sometimes. He'll go for it on the stupidest shit. He'll kick 68-yard field goals. He's not the smartest guy in the world. Like, the Cardinals are good. It's not because, because Cliff Kingsbury is some kind of genius. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what we were getting at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Raiders and Broncos, the Raiders are overcome the controversy. The uh they lost their head coach, John Gruden. He resigned. They come in, they you know, they put it to the Broncos pretty well. Yeah, put it on them, right? They 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 look great, like didn't skip a beat. Hey, is this is it awkward at all for Deuce Gruden in that in that organization? His his dad had to resign for, for some shit he said and Deuce Gruden, have you guys seen this guy? The strength and conditioning coach for, yeah, the, yeah. for the Raiders. He's, he's Just huge. a, a five-foot-four house. He's wider than he is taller. 
Dude still got his job. Like it's, it's got to be a little uncomfortable for him, right? Probably walking around like, hey, get, let's get that squat form down. Right? Let's be honest. His brain's mush, dude. He doesn't even know his dad quit <laughs> at this point. <laughs> He's walking around two weeks later. Hey, has anybody seen my dad? <laughs> <laughs> My takeaway from this game is you can't bet for or against the Raiders. They're inconsistent as fuck. Or the Broncos. No one knows what they're gonna be. I, I don't like I don't like betting for or against the Broncos. I don't like betting for or against the Raiders. The I mean, both these teams are kind of a can be kind of a mystery when it comes down to it. The uh Cowboys Patriots, the uh Cowboys over they overcame McCarthy's shit decision making. Hey, he's getting killed, bro, nationally. McCarthy. They, I, I saw a list where they ranked every coach that the Cowboys have. They called it the Cowboys coaching power rankings, and they had him last. <laughs> they, they, they have special teams coaches and running back coaches ranked ahead of this dude. Yeah, it was – he makes some he makes some boneheaded decisions. I mean, Dak, Dak and crew still bailed him out. And here's the thing, right? McCarthy's in, I believe, year two of, of five. Did he sign a five-year deal or a four-year deal? I don't know. He's in year two of it. So Kellen Moore's probably going to get offered a head coaching job next year, right? Is there a scenario where Jerry's like, hey, later, bro, like, I want this guy to be the head coach? There should be a scenario. Right. right. He did it before. Is, is it going to be one of these, like, oh, we've we've elevated McCarthy to VP of, of uh, tailgating and snacks, and, 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 <laughs> and Kellen Moore's now the head coach? We, I mean, he already calls yeah. the plays. He had a coach win the Super Bowl, and then he fired him. He He's capable of doing it. And everyone knows he's not a great coach. He wasn't He wasn't with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers won him a Super Bowl. I, come on, man. Nah. Yeah, I mean, but so that... It was Wes's Stone Cold Lock that covered. Yeah. The overtime they covered. They did cover. They got the touchdown, covered the four and a half points. They're, I mean, they're, here they stand five and one. Like, that's a legit... Team to come out of the NFC, right? Yeah, I, I I think for the most part, but I mean, I just seeing what you see out of McCarthy, like I just you see a scenario where he ruins this in the in the playoffs. Yeah, from a timeout standpoint, from a time management standpoint, like he's he's not a leader of men, right? Yeah, huh? looks like yeah. a looks like a, looks like a, a a a plumber that hangs out with Mario and Luigi. I guess I I, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Steelers Seahawks. Man, it, I mean, I'll start this one. That Steeler offense is hard to watch, bro. Yeah, from from Najee working his ass off to get two yards in the middle to Big Ben walking. Around. I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen refrigerators move quicker than than than, than Ben Roethlisberger. I mean that that's that's tough to watch, dude. Yeah, and Najee's a good running back, mm-hmm. but man, he like he just they cannot. Open a hole like Najee has a he has great production, mm-hmm. you know, quick, quick out routes and little things like that. But the uh, they're just not giving Najee the opportunity. No, I can't. I can't remember seeing a guy work harder to get twenty carries for sixty four yards every week. And you know, based on how they played the week before, I mean, this is why when me and Jeff were debating on the podcast, you know, we picked this one for you for the Steelers to cover, mm-hmm. and I thought they would cover this. You know, it's Geno Smith. There was no Chris Carson. It was, I mean, it was just, it, it, the stars had aligned where the Steelers should be able to cover this pretty, pretty easily. And they didn't. I mean, maybe the, maybe the Seahawks got all juiced up from Russell Wilson, you know, practicing, you know, going through his mental reps 
in the <laughs> Steelers end zone. What a that shit was ridiculous. What what a what a fucking clown, man. Like I guarantee you, if that's a that's a 10 a.m. game, like he ain't doing that shit. But he knew it was prime time. That was the only show in town. He knew the cameras were there. Him getting on a knee and, and drawing plays and clapping and I mean that that's who he is, I guess, right? He's he's I I. I I use this scenario. He's that asshole in elementary school that at the end of the day raises his hand and tells the teacher, hey, you haven't assigned us homework yet. Like, that, that's who <laughs> Russell Wilson is, bro. That, that guy, I never want to hang out with that guy. He's a great quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, this and that. But as a dude, nah, man. I want nothing to do with that fucking guy. And if you want, go Hawks. If you want some more uh, cringe fest from him, go watch one of his mic'd ups. He's a, he's, he's, a clown, he's a clown show, bro. Yeah, when Let's that- be real. What I saw from it is, you know, after all that pregame stuff, he's our era's Michael Jordan. It's it's <laughs> obvious. <laughs> hey, I, I don't think he's going to be the Seattle Seahawks quarterback next year. Boom. How about that? Whoa. How about that? How about Whoa. that? What, what do you mean? I, I think he's going to be on a different team next year. He planted the seed this offseason. He, he was bitching a moment when, when, when they were winning 10, 11, 12 games. Like, yeah, he got hurt, but they were 500 with him. He's going to come back. They're probably going to be 6-11, and 7-9 that season. Like, yeah, dude, he's, it's, it's going to happen. Like, he's going to bounce. And they have zero draft picks so because they, they, they traded 11 first-rounders for a, uh, the, the 60th-ranked safety in the NFL. Like, they're, they're – I feel like the perfect storm is coming, and he's going to be on a Best in the team. nation. Jesus Christ. Can we talk about Jamal Adams? Let, let, go rant, bro. I, you have the floor. I fucking hate Jamal Adams. I have always hated Jamal Adams. He's such a piece of shit. I've, I've said it on the podcast a hundred times. He can't fucking cover anybody. He's a linebacker with a safety tag. He's a small linebacker. You blitz, whatever. So the Steelers won that game, and I know you guys, you guys know about this play. Mm-hmm. Big Ben threw it right at Jamal Adams. Yep. Hit him in the face mask. If he would have caught that ball, he would have walked in the end zone, iced the game. Seahawks would have won. He's dog shit. And then, like you said right at the beginning, he says he's best in the nation. When they, what, what Weddle's referring to is when they do those little, at the beginning of the game, they show the starters, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Jamal Jeff Wilson, Adams from Iowa USC, Hawkeye. whatever. Yeah, they show him and it's like Jamal Adams, I'm best in the nation. You fucking suck. The best dude. part, the best part about best in the nation, it, he's Jamal Adams, best in the nation, and right under it, it has this PFF rank, and he was ranked like one sixty eight, <laughs> sixty eight out of eighty two in safeties. Yeah, just 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 in safeties. I mean, I've seen better hands on a snake. <laughs> Make a play, Jamal, best in the nation. I hate the Seahawks, bro. It just I'm glad makes Gino's it better that it hit him right in the face mask. Is, is that is that outlandish? What 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 I'm thinking with Russell? No, I mean what we what you should do is put it down in your notes mm-hmm. so I can clip this yep. next year. Yep. And but, hey, you heard it first on the Bagman podcast. Weddle somehow had the insight mm-hmm. that Russell Wilson was getting traded. Do, do, do you have all my takes from from the preseason when I said the Cardinals were going to go start six and zero and Kyler was going to win MVP and all this shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you if you guys have been taking notes on podcast to podcast. Weddle's like seventy three for seventy three on stupid predictions. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about this Bills Titans game. Uh, fresh no. in our minds from last night, destroyed oh. me and Jeff. Uh, I know me and Jeff had big bets in, and 
multiple team parlays on a money. Like I, every week I put in a pretty big money line parlay. I pick like five, six games that I think are for sure hits on the money lines. This was one of them. I didn't see a chance where the Bills, A, wouldn't win the money line and B, wouldn't cover. And they were five and a half, minus five and a half. I thought, man, Bills are going to cover this easily. But the money line's even easier. They're going to cover it. And then the Bills go down there, make one of the, I, I mean, in my opinion, that's one of the dumbest decisions I think I've ever seen. The 12 seconds left in a game, you're down by three. You're at the two-yard line. You can just kick the field goal, go to overtime. You got the team that can win this game in overtime. And they want to, you know, rush. They want to send Josh Allen up the middle on some boneheaded play. He slips and falls down, and they lose the game. I mean, sucks for you guys. Like, that that would have paid out nice for you, gentlemen, correct? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like it, like an asshole, but I put 10 bucks on Tennessee to win, and I turned it into 35 but like, like I, I hate you. I I, I, I I get what you're doing there. There was I, I didn't hate the call because they, they had what two three timeouts left. I mean, if he doesn't slip because he slipped right, the the left tackle got completely blown up. He slipped and went down. Like if say say there's even a world, if he slipped, I don't think he would have got it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying say say he gets that first down. So now they you take a timeout. You still have one or two timeouts left. So you got minimum of two plays from the what? It was the one three two something like that. So I mean, I mean, it's it, it's risk or reward. I kind of respect the fact that he said, "Fuck it, we're not going to kick it." I'm, I have the best player on the field, and we're going to win this game. But when when you make ballsy calls like that and it doesn't work, like you open yourself up to, to a ton of criticism. I just didn't like. I mean, twelve seconds left in the game. There's all kinds of stuff that can happen. We saw it with, you know, we we saw the same scenario play out with the Chiefs and Ravens when Ceh they hand the ball to him and he fumbles. Who oh. still owes me fifteen hundred dollars? He hasn't paid yet. And then uh, you you've had some heartbreakers, man. Yeah, and to me, you just kick the field goal in that scenario. You take the points on fourth down, and you go to overtime. I mean, there, there's there's two schools of thought. Like like some some guys like to go for it on the road and kick it at home. Some do. Some coaches, if you feel that you're a vastly superior roster, like no, we're going to overtime and we're going to win the shit in overtime because we have a better football team. But there there's something being said to just I don't know the the bravery of not nah, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to win this shit right now. And when it doesn't work, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it. Yeah. Other... The worst part is, man, is there there were thousands of dollars in the Bagman <laughs> podcast lost on this game because even, I, I know, for me personally, I put $100 on a seven-game parlay for just money lines. Most of them were favorites. All they have to do is win the game. All of them won... And on Monday night, we're waiting on the Bills. If they win, it pays out a little more than a thousand. And it's like, I what? That was the least of my worries. Yep. The Bills winning a game straight up was the least of my worries. And to me, I mean, maybe it's just me. They looked like the better team the entire game. They just let them hang around. And at the end of the game, like you guys were saying, they didn't want to kick the field goal to go to overtime. Why we don't know. I mean, I don't hate that they went for it. I just hate that it's so obvious when Josh Allen goes under center, which he never does. When he goes under center, it's going to be a quarterback sneak. There's no doubt. Everyone knows. But and, the, yeah, it sucks he slipped. But And that's it, what makes it – That I mean, that's another point of why it was such a bad play call. I mean, he never he doesn't play under center. No. And then he goes and 
they tried to do this thing. He walks under center like he's going to go talk to the offensive line. You knew, I knew what was going to happen when he did it. And, and they pinched their line as soon as it happened. They pinched down. I mean, in my opinion, I don't hate that they went for it on fourth down, but you got to snap the ball and give him an option to roll out and either throw it or take off. Not none of this bullshit. Whatever, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm still mad. I'm fucking pissed about it. And as much as I want to say fuck the Bills, fuck the Titans because they screwed us on this one. They were the only ones we missed that week that they lost to the Jets. Mm. I mean, whatever. Yeah, It hurts, but whatever. Whatever. And I think it was another same game parlay I missed by another inch on that one. With the, I hit, I had some like crazy same game parlay on this one. It was a plus four thousand, and I had hit everything except Josh Allen to get his rushing yards. His rushing, he needed thirty two. I think he finished with twenty seven. Oh, and that one was a. I think it was a. I put ten bucks on that one. Would have paid out like four seventy. I mean, when shit like that happens, like you're better off just losing the first leg of it, and just saying like fuck it, right? Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, like you're already spending this money in your head, and then you had that one guy too that also needed a, a Bills money line to win something like like was it like three hundred and twenty thousand dollars or some shit like mm-hmm. that, and 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 he he didn't hedge the bet, he didn't cash out, he had no backup plan, and he's he's out three hundred and thirty grand. This dude. Yeah, I guess he should have taken the buyout on that one. All right, let's look at this week seven preview. And as we go along, we can call our stone cold locks of the week. The uh, uh, Thursday night, Broncos at the Browns. Browns are a three-point favorite, 42 and a half over under. And what are you, what are you thinking? On this one, I mean, do we, do we know what's going to happen at the quarterback no, but position? I'll, I'll take the under on the points. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bet either team uh, – I don't like what the Browns are looking like with the, you know, Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb are both going to be out. The, you know, Baker's got a torn labrum that everybody in the world knows about. The, but give me the under on the points. I mean, give, give me the Broncos just from a standpoint that they're healthier, I guess, right? Give yeah. Me the Broncos, boys, call me crazy, man. Like, they're winning this game. The Browns' strength is their run game, they got a good O line. The receivers suck. OBJ, if he's healthy, whatever, he still sucks. Um, I don't know, man. The Broncos, like we talked about earlier, they're up and down. The Broncos are three-point underdogs. I would take the plus three. I mean, worst-case scenario, they lose by a field goal and it's a push. Like, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos. I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't want to – I wouldn't pick one on a winner here. No. No, I would – I'd. My pick on this one would be the under on the total score. Gotcha. The uh, Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens are a six-point favorite, uh, 47-and-a-half over-under. Thoughts? Am I – if I turn into a homer because of Wes on this? <laughs> I thought the same I, thing, bro. I feel like the Bengals can cover this. Right? Am I am I out of bounds here, Widow? No, no, not at all. And and if you wait, like I guarantee you that six will turn into a six and a half or a seven because people still don't respect the Bengals. Right? Yeah. And oh, I love a seven. The I am interested to see how it plays out with uh, Ronnie Staley being out, how Trey Hendrickson how he lines up against the uh a backup left tackle. I mean, would any of you guys be shocked if the Bengals straight up won this game? No. I, I don't think I'd be shocked. And and I would have to think a 47 and a half 
Uh, these division games in the AFC North have a strong tendency to go under. To me, this is uh, can the Bengals hold them to under 27? Because we talked about it last week. The Bengals score 24 points every week unless they're playing the Lions. And then they can put up 30s. So is their defense good enough, which I think they are, to hold them to 21 to 23 points? I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not calling my shot that the Bengals win, but I could see them covering this. All right. Panthers are minus three favorite at the Giants. 43 and a half over under. Uh, I don't really want anything to do with this game at all. The uh, Sam Darnold stinks. The Giants are going to be without. They're not going to have Saquon. Uh, Kadarius Tony's uh, he's out for this one. And Colladay's still out too, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want anything to do with this at all. I mean, even trying to call an over under. I mean, this is stupid. Don't bet on this one. Yeah, it's probably a stay away for me too. If if I had to pick, I'd probably lean Panthers, but I, but I'm not fully confident saying that. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. I yeah, DJ Moore will probably burn the Giants and uh, Washington football team at the Packers. Packers are nine and a half point favorite, forty eight and a half over under. Uh, I would I would lean Packers on this one. Absolutely. I mean, if if, if we've shown anything, like we're six weeks in, and and the Washington football team, they're that vaunted defense that we all thought was going to be fantastic is bottom five in the NFL. And I just, give me the Packers. Uh, you lean Packers. I don't really, I don't really not crazy about a nine and a half point over uh nine and a half spread. That's a tough spread to bet. Um, I know. I mean, Washington's at least one of those teams that they've kept some games close, but I'm still, if, if I had to bet on this one, uh, this one's going to be on my money line. I'll definitely take the Packers in the money line. But a nine and a half, uh, I don't know if I would, you know, I'm not going to put money on that spread. The 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 magic that we saw last year from the from the Redskins backup, the, the quarterback, what's, what's Heineke? Yeah, Heineke, great drink, average, below average quarterback. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of worn off, right? Like that, that, that was an awesome story last year when he went head-to-head with Brady and the Bucks and came pretty close to beating them. But it seems like week after week after week, like the the – the shine's kind of coming off of him, and I don't see a world where he goes blow for blow with Tom Brady and makes it close. With I'm sorry, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Chiefs are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at the Titans. It, it is currently still sitting at that. It hasn't changed after the Titans win. Uh, Derrick Henry's going to run wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't want anything to do with this one. I mean, I, the, you, you look at it like, oh, the Chiefs will win by at least six, but once again, they're one in five against the spread this year, and I'm not... I'm not pulling the trigger on anything Chiefs related. And the the Titans just handled a team that handled the Chiefs pretty handily. And <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Can we rewind what he just said? The I I'm with you on that. If anything, you I think you could bet the Titans on the spread a plus five and a half. I mean, they Titans might not win the game, but I think they can keep it closer than five. The over under a fifty six and a half. Those tend to hit in the Chiefs games on the over. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, money line, I'd even be worried about this on a money line with the Chiefs. I mean, we thought the Bills were going to fucking drub the Titans and somehow, I mean, we said it earlier, I'm not comfortable betting the Chiefs every week. They should win this game. 
there's no chance I'm taking the uh, them to cover the spread. They don't cover spreads. Are the are the Titans three and three or four and two? I believe they're four, four and two. two now, right? Four and two. So there's a world where after next week, like they're five and two with back to back wins against the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. Wow. With, with a with a Jets loss. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't forget that they still yeah. lost to the Jets. Crazy world we live in. That and wow. I mean, to be fair, when they lost to the Jets, they were without AJ Brown. They were without Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Derrick Henry is phenomenal, but you can't play the. You know, can't be your full game plan. Some guy named Chester was the one receiver in that yeah. in that Jets game for Tennessee. You still lost to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Falcons are two and a half point favorite at the Dolphins, forty seven and a half over under. Uh, I see a scenario where the Dolphins take this game. Yeah, I keep betting the Dolphins week in week out, and I keep losing. And I'm going to probably do the same thing this week and continue to to, to bet on two and the Dolphins. Yeah, um, for me, this is a. I'd probably stay away from this one betting wise. I don't even I'm not sure about the money lines. If I wanted to get crazy, I think I would take the with the Dolphins on the spread. Is uh is Flores on the hot seat at all? At all? Nah. One in five. I mean like, it's probably not his fault they drafted Tua. I like he's it's gonna be one of those like he gets fired and two years later he's gonna say, you know, I told him Herbert was better. I'm, I'm the that, that that's the famous Jeff Fisher. Remember Jeff Fisher? Yeah. Jeff Fisher got fired, and then he's like, "Yeah, I was the only guy in the meeting that said, you know, this Wentz kid's probably going to be better than Goff." <laughs> so if you can if you can hear my kids crying in the background, it's because they're crying about how bad these two teams are. These two teams suck, dude. And last week we predicted that Jags were going to beat the Dolphins, but I've got the Dolphins this week, man. Atlanta's not that good. The Dolphins are two and a half point dogs, but. Most of the time, two is efficient, and I see them winning this game at home. The uh, let's see, Jets at the Pats. Pats are a seven point favorite, 42 and a half over under. And this is my stone cold lock of the week. Uh, the last time the Pats met up with the Jets, I think they picked off uh, Zach Wilson about four, four times, easily handled this game, and I don't see it playing out any different. Not especially it being in New England now, right? Where yeah. I mean, but but the Pats are something like zero four in New England this year, right? They're due. They're yeah, due I mean, for a big win. I mean, but being zero four in New England, I mean, they don't have the team that's going to beat the heavy hitters, but they have a team that's going to beat these Jets. I saw I saw a crazy stat in 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 the, in in the Pats game on Sunday where they're like, oh man, this this uh, Mac Jones is so efficient. He's he's ten for ten on passing and, and blah blah blah. And, and then the stat underneath said they're 0 for 4 on third down. Like, that right there tells me everything I need to know about what Bill Belichick thinks about his, his, his young quarterback in year one, right? Yeah. The Yeah, I got the Pats, no doubt. Yeah, so that, that'll be my stone-cold lock. Oh, and we didn't even go over the, the points. So we're out of six points so far going into this week. Jeff's got three points, I got four points, and Weddle's got three points. I think I got four, no? No. You got three. We'll, 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 we'll have to review this. Yeah, and that's with, we gave you the point for week one when we picked the Texans for you as a joke. and they won. That wasn't me. That was Jeffy. Yeah, but we, no, we picked the Texans as a joke. We gave you that point. For me? Yeah. No, no that, that was for me. That was Jeffy. That was me. No, week one. Yeah. Did, you remember we both laughed and said. Oh, that was. We picked Jeff's, it for, Jeff's taking okay. Houston. Oh, okay. So Jeff's got the, he's got the, uh, the phantom three point. Yeah, but mine would have been a lock anyway. So it <laughs> All right, next game for week seven: Lions at the Rams. Rams are a fifteen and a half point favorite. Still currently sitting at 
15 and a half as we record with a 50.5 over under. That shit. I mean, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Donald and the Rams are licking their chops at their former coming back, the former quarterback coming back home to the Rams. It's my stone cold lock of the week. Like Goff's going to try to play outside of himself, probably going to throw two or three picks. And Stafford's just has a decade of frustration yeah. living in Detroit. His wife hated it there the whole time. And they're going to win by 20, bro. And when you guys sent me your locks of the week, and I'm like, man, you guys are you guys are buck wild on these locks with the, you know, picking these huge spreads. But then, you know, I look at who these teams are playing and I'm like, God damn, it's probably going to happen. I, I mean it, and you find it, it's so hard to bet in the NFL to bet a spread like that, but good Lord. I mean, the over under is 50. The Rams might get there by, by themselves. In the no, old- I was thinking the same thing. And can we say something about Wes, like locking in the the automatic lock before we can even get on there? I'm I'm already looking at next week's game, so I can be the first lock for next week. Boys. <laughs> All you guys got to do is send it in. <laughs> like here we are. We're I think hours. <laughs> yeah, we're recording today, and no one had sent me any locks. I had to you know texting these guys, ask them for them. I like the challenge of letting you two pick first. <laughs> Yeah. The, uh, I mean, with a 50 point over under and they're a 15 point favorite, that point different, that's, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, like the Rams are going to score 35 to 40 some points. They're going to cover it themselves. And, and, and McVeigh wants to make it a point to pummel Goff, who he hated for four years, dude. Yeah. I mean, both sides of this, this is a crazy looking game. Like Goff, you know, Goff's got to play against his old team. Stafford's got to play against his old team. Stafford's got a good team. Goff's got a bad team. I mean, is this the first time we've ever seen a matchup like this where quarterbacks got traded from other, from the opposite team? Cause you never see that where one quarterback from one team goes straight to the other and flip flops like that. You never see that. St- you always see, oh, Brett Favre goes back to Green Bay. Oh, this guy goes back here. You don't see it both ways. Yeah, and I, I would have to, like, Aaron Donald's got to be licking his chops to get a shot in on Goff. I would love to be in those defensive meetings where they're just ripping Goff and talking shit about him and how soft he is and what they're going to do to him. <laughs> like, they're, 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 they're chomping at the bit. They might kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eagles at the Raiders. Raiders are a three-point favorite over under a 49. Uh, I would lean towards picking the Eagles on the spread. They seem what? to they seem to find a way to cover these spreads and and I I don't know. I just they I can they tell love it to makes West sick. They love to play the garbage. They love to play the garbage time football and cover spreads. I, I like the Raiders here. Like, I almost picked this as my lock of the week. Like, I feel like the John Gruden revenge tour continues, and, and, and they went two in a row without him and covered the three. The Raiders are just such an up-and-down team when it comes to, like, you know, where they're playing and how they're playing. And, I mean, I could, I, I could see an easy one where the Eagles cover this. Sirianni's covering spreads, boys. They got the inside. <laughs> they're betting on themselves, so it's okay. They're going to win this game most likely. The, Definitely the, going to cover. The first time Sirianni doesn't cover a spread, he's going to randomly be missing a thumb. <laughs> Bears at the Bucks. Bucks are a 12.5-point favorite, over under 47.5. I do not like this spread at all. The, I mean, I think the Green Bay covered, right? 
they because they were Green Bay was yeah, five, they covered. Yeah, they were they five were four and, and a half, half, four and a half, five and a half, something like that. The uh, I the Bears defense isn't horrible. No, no, and it's fine. I don't. I I just don't see the. Do you see the Bucks winning by two touchdowns? The Bears aren't that bad. No, and and the last time these two teams played was last year, and that was the famous Tom Brady holding four fingers in the air, and they lost at Soldier Field, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm 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 not picking this one. This is a tough one to bet because the Bears' defense is much better than even we're giving them credit for right now. They have a good defense. Their thing is going to be can Justin Fields move the ball like he has been? You know, uh, not turn the ball. I, I, I want to I want to be comfortable taking a twelve and a half right here. But I, I mean. I, this will probably be in my money line. I fully yeah. expect the Bucks to win the game, but I don't know about winning by two touchdowns. The uh, the next one on the docket here is the Texans at the Cards. The Cards are seventeen and a half point favorite over under a forty seven and a half. Jeffy, dear God, I mean this is my Stone Cold Lock of the Week. I know I know seventeen and a half is insane. I don't like to touch these. But the Cardinals are covering all spreads every week. Doesn't matter. I'm taking them, dude. I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover the spread every week until they don't. So, I mean, call it what you want to call it. The Texans suck. The Cardinals are the best team in the league. They're going to cover, dude. They're going to beat them by 1,000. Mark it up. 17 and a half points. That's, that's, that's like Alabama playing Florida A&M in, 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 in early October, right? <laughs> that's a ton of and that's points, what bro. This is. That's a ton of points. Yeah, I done. I respect it. All right, we got the Colts at the 49ers. 49ers are three and a half point favorite, 44 and a half over under. If the Colts play like they have the past couple weeks, I think the Colts can win this game. I'm uh, crazy. I got the Colts. Is, is Jimmy Garoppolo back? Yes. He is, right? He should be back. I mean, it had nothing set in stone, but but the the, the rumor is it was it was only one week he was gonna be out, correct? Yeah. Jimmy G practiced today, but they were still Trey missing. Lance was not seen. They're still missing Kittle, right? Like he's on IR. Yeah, he's on IR. And I, I like the Niners here. Huh. NFC West Homer. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that be a easy upset. I mean, I mean the Colts at three and a half, man. Like I'm, I'm pretty confident the Colts will at the least cover that. I, make I it a closer game than that. Very easily. Yeah. Uh, the Saints are a five and a half point favorite. At the Seahawks, forty-three and a half over under. Uh, I'm just taking the Saints because I'm I'm right in the Geno, Geno Smith bandwagon here. I'm I'm going to continue to bet against him until he proves otherwise. And now, now you're looking at a game until, uh, where Geno Smith's going to start again. They're not going to have Chris Carson. They doesn't look like they're going to have Alex Collins. And if you're so your one running back might be Rashad Penny, and like we haven't Good. seen that guy in three years. I'm I'm more interested to see what Russell Wilson's pregame shtick is than actually watching this game. Like I could see him in full pads out there, like like run running <laughs> running two minute drills this week. Full pads. Has Sierra has Sierra left him yet? Not yet. Guy's a nerd, man. So Stone Cold Locks of the Week, we had the Pats at minus seven, Rams at fifteen and a half, and the cards at seventeen and a half. I mean that's some Cash your tickets, boys. That's Bet a, on the good teams, boys. Bet on the good teams. So, well, you know, we'll see what the tallies are after this week. I got to keep my, uh, I got to keep my lead. So, I think at least got to get yeah, this. We, 
We get it, Wes. You're in the lead in something right now, right? <laughs> Winning. Yeah. I'm having a having a little having a little trouble in fantasy in our in our league of record. Look, dude, if luck had nothing to do with it, would the three of us be undefeated? Like that's, 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 uh, that's just bottom line. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, do you think uh, being the commission in that league, you think you can open up a few more IR spots? <laughs> yeah, Wes got quite a few injuries over there. Jesus. Yeah, I'm currently dealing. You could have draft, drafted better, yeah. and this wouldn't been happening. I, I'm currently dealing with uh, Montgomery, Chris Carson, and Gibson. And <laughs> not sure. Oh, damn. Not sure what to do. I'm a mess too. Like your 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 boy over here has got McCaffrey and Hilaire. Those are my first two picks. And the I think the worst part about it is in that league specifically at the beginning of the season, and that's when the, I also had Gus Edwards in that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And beginning of the season, I looked at it like I my strength was running back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't have the strength at wide receiver. And and now here we are, you know, going into week seven. I don't have any running backs. And, you know, my not as good wide receivers, I'm expecting them to <laughs> to, to prop up my game. It's a, it's a slowly transition from a fantasy podcast to a sports betting podcast. Yeah. As Wes, as Wes loses week by week. And I know <laughs> like all three of us are in death row and you're, are you, you're hurting in that one too, right? Death row. Just picked up the first win, hopefully turning things around. Had the highest points this week, but yeah, my team was a disaster. Well, what Wes was trying to say is me and Wes are slapping in that one. No, not me. My first year in the Vegas League, I'm taking home the gold. And this is what we've joked about. Like I remember uh, when we drafted the the death row the death row draft compared to the sleeper draft. We I would look at my sleeper team and and I loved it. Like I loved the way my roster build up looked. And then uh, I think it was death row. I would look at my roster and be like, man, this team sucks, dude. It's terrible. And and for and, you know my harder my terrible team is putting up points the most points in the league (laughs) that happens no i mean it's just weird how you look at that in fantasy it was because i felt you know i'm short like i was shorted on running backs and death row real quickly with the gus edwards thing and the uh so that covers our i mean we went over all the upcoming games in our week seven preview I know we finally have some teams on the bye week, so if you've got guys going into your bye weeks, you got to look out for that. And F of the bye this week, boys. I mean, there's a lot of teams are on buys with great players, man. It's a rough week. The uh, how about well, let's get one of these in? I know we missed it last week. Got a Wedo's top oh. five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five this week, guys. Look, it's right around the corner. Uh, this week's top five, I'm ranking uh, top five Halloween candies, in my opinion. These are the candies as a little kid when you dump out your bag and my eyes would light up like, oh, shit, I got one of these. Oh, that guy at that house gets it. Look at the candy he gave out. None of this candy corn bullshit. So this week, I'm ranking the top five Halloween candies. Uh, number five, Sour Patch Kids. Uh, originally established in 1970. It's a soft candy <laughs> coating with invert sugar and sour sugar. It's a combo of citric acid, tartaric, and sugar. Uh, the flavors consist of lime, lemon, orange, redberry. Uh, in uh, 2017, they started throwing a little blue raspberry in there. Really, uh, 
Really cleanses the palate. Number five, Sour Patch Kids. Number four, the Baby Ruth. All right, named after one of the greatest baseball players ever. It's it's essentially a payday dipped in chocolate. It's peanuts, caramel, milk chocolate, nougat. I mean, it's it's a it's covered in compound chocolate. Uh, the the payday was established in 1921. They, they did a fantastic job of marketing the Baby Ruth. In 1932, Babe Ruth called his shot at Wrigley Field, right? In that World Series game, called a shot, hit a home run. They actually put a giant Baby Ruth sign where that ball landed in deep right field for like something like four decades. Also, the Baby Ruth featured in the 1985's hit movie, The Goonies. Number three, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right? Love this thing. Sometimes I get so crazy with these things, I like to stack them on top of each other by the ridges and just put the whole thing in my mouth. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. It's a perfect combination of chocolate That's and peanut three. butter. That's three, bro. That's three. At three? That's three. That's three. I don't Reese's, even want to hear the next two. Reese's, Reese's Null and Void. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Uh, number two is the Haribo Gummy Bears. You know what I'm talking about? The ones they sell at the movie theaters? None of that cheap bullshit Walmart gummy bear. The original Harboro German gummy bear. It's fantastic. Like the texture of it. Uh, they do a great job by not making green lime. It's actually apple, which, which makes a world of difference in my opinion. All other gummy bears... Pale in comparison to the Harboro Golden Gummy Bear. The scientific Established in 1966. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? It's like an adesific coating agent's water gelatin. I mean, they, they have a special recipe that just makes their, 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 the rubbery consistency throughout every gummy bear. And number one is the peanut M&M's. All right, it's 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 simple. It's a peanut covered in chocolate with a thin candy shell. Originally inspired by a method used by the soldiers in the Spanish Civil War of 1936, so that soldiers could put chocolates in their car in their pockets and have them all day without them melting. I mean, it, it's you eat them one by one. You you throw the whole wad in your mouth. It, it don't matter, man. M and M's peanut number one. That's this week's top five. No Halloween, debate. Halloween candies. Jeff's over there disgusted, but that's the list, homeboy. What? Now, for Halloween, what's the worst candy? Like, you dump out your bag, you're all excited. What, what was the worst thing you could get? Fruit. There's some psychos out there that slice up apples and put them in a plastic bag and give them to you. But what about candy-wise? Candy corn? Yeah, that, that's a shit candy. I mean, that, that, that's just a nightmare. All of, You corn. like candy corn, bro? You know what's yeah, even I worse like, than candy I corn? Like, was those stupid-ass pumpkins. The little orange pumpkins with oh, the... Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like, it's, it's like waxy. Yeah, well, it's the same thing as candy corn, but it was like in a denser ball, and it, it just tastes like shit. I'd rather eat a salad than have candy corn, and I hate salads. Hey, I know, th- I know there's no debate, but my God, how, how is Reese's not at the minimum in front of gummy bears? Gummy bears is bad, like, bro. Like, gummy bears I, is a I, thing. I get the... Gummy bears is kind of a thing. I get the peanut M&M's... But I, come on, I didn't dude. put Mr. Good Bars on here. Like I, I eat those things by, by the handful. I like the peanut butter M and M's. Those are pretty good. Yeah, the, those, the orange pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But peanut M and M shit on those. <laughs> See, you know what? You know what I hated getting, uh, and you'd always get them every year was uh, Good and Plenty. What is that? There was a you know like there's a Mike and Ike's those oh, little yeah, yeah, fruity yeah. little yeah. dude. Doohickeys that look yeah, like the pills. Licorice yeah. Ones? yeah, the the good and plenties were the licorice ones. They had like they had purple or white around them. Huh? And then you'd bite into it and it's licorice. You like those or you don't like? No, those, those are terrible. Yeah, doesn't I, I I can't picture it, but like not a big fan of licorice. I'm a fan of like the gummies, dude, like the sour patch and the gummy bears and like those 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 uh, obviously those straws with those sour sour things. What are those you, things called? You remember the what were the gummies that like you would chew on and they just get stuck in your teeth? The dots. Oh yeah, yeah that's like, the worst candy you can get. That's, that's the worst candy it was like, you can get on it, Halloween. It was like hard, like 
it was always stale and hard, and you in like you bite into them, and they just get like it felt like it was stuck in your teeth for like months. Sweet tarts my, are pretty shitty too, right? Hey, my brother and sisters, I would trade them a billion dots for one Reese's cup. <laughs> Those things suck, dude. Snickers didn't make the list, and I love Snickers. Hey, and and since we're talking about how how you had gummy bears at number two, and there's no reason it should be at number two. Love gummy Have bears. Have you guys bro. ever done the the old college trick where you? You pour a bunch of vodka into a thing of gummy bears and let them like soak it up. Have you done that before? Yeah. They be- they become these fat ass gummy bears, dude, <laughs> filled with vodka. It's amazing. <laughs> why are you why are you I mean, shitting on gummy Wes bears? Already, Wes already killed our PG rating a couple weeks ago. I can talk about this. <laughs> it's fine. The uh Yeah, I mean like I remember as a kid, I think it was you dump it out and like I would immediately like count how many Reese cups I had, yeah. Because that, that was like, you know, that was gold. The the trick is to go trick or treating at rich people's houses because sometimes they'll give you like a full bar. Yeah, like they, that, they, they'll actually throw in two two like a pack of Reese's with two peanut butter yeah. cups in it. And now and now you can buy those like Reese cups that are like double stuffed or whatever. Shit, I saw something at the gas station like they're like they're like cakes. It's like a Reese's cake. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like a baked bread around an actual Reese's cup. <laughs> Kind of intriguing. Fried Reese's boys. That's some that's some hillbilly shit that's amazing. Like a fried Oreo. Yeah. Did uh yeah, what I know we talked about before the podcast, Weto said he wasn't a fan of those little I don't even know what they're called, them little candies. They only came in brown or black and orange wrappers. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't know, gummy peanut butter? What what are they? Like, I don't know. It's like a bag of candy like they give you a thousand for like four ninety nine. Yeah. Right? They're peanut butter. It's it's the same flavor. It's just some are wrapped in, in, in black and some are wrapped in orange or something. Yeah, shit like me that. and Jeff like them. Eh. You're not a fan? I like the gummies. Call me crazy. Those are like gummy peanut butter. It's it's more it's more uh it's more of like a Tootsie Roll type of a deal. Yeah. I like those fruity Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. You get the right flavor. Yeah. Big fan of the What's the right flavor? Orange. <laughs> I'm more of a of a blue ras watermelon type of dude, I guess. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, the the fruity Tootsie Rolls were good. Yeah. I remember that the, the uh, when you were Halloween, when you were trick or treating and stuff, like when you'd get regular Tootsie Rolls, I felt like those were like the throwaway candy. Mm-hmm. They give you Tootsie Rolls, and you immediately like, man, why'd I come to this house? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about those houses that would put out just a you know big old thing of candy and then not be there, and all the kids would go up and just take the whole box? Oh, you, yeah. just, you just dump the whole thing into your bag, <laughs> into your pillowcase. Yeah. Hell yeah! What are uh, what are Hawk and Animal dressing as this year? Ah, uh, you guys aren't gonna like to hear it. the uh, The wrestling streak is over. Mm. Call them the Undertakers. The streak is over. <laughs> so I don't. For the listeners that don't know, I have twin boys. They just turned three. Every year they've been a wrestling outfit because they're too little to give a shit. So the first year. One of them was Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and one of them was the red and yellow Hulk Hogan. That was fantastic. And it was awesome. That was fantastic. Year two, last year, they were Hawk and Animal, and that shit was awesome. And year three, I wanted to do something cool like Undertaker and Kane. or Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Now they're old enough where they, they tell me to go kick rocks, and they're like, no, Dad, I want to be Spider-Man. So... <laughs> We took them to uh, whatever that Halloween store is. They they love superhero shit. One of them loves Spider-Man. The other one loves Batman. But the day we took them over there, 
the one that loves Batman wanted to be Spider-Man, and the one that loves Spider-Man also wanted to be Spider-Man. Mm. So this year we got two Spider Spider-Man for uh, Halloween. Nice. And Addie's Chucky. Nice. <laughs> My six-year-old daughter is Chucky. Hey, there's so. a there's a Chucky series that just started. Did you see that? Yeah. Really? It's on USA. I'm kind of intrigued. It's nah. probably better than the movies. The movies are fantastic, bro. You ever, right. you ever gone back and watched them? They're terrible. I, I used to, what was the one where, 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 where the dude's like in the army or something? Is that, is that the third one? I don't know. Dude. That one was fantastic. Was, I was always watch that shit as a kid. Yeah. Presto, your ball. Yeah, but, but watch it as an adult and you'll be like, oh, this sucks. Just you kick, will. Kick the shit out of a little doll. All right, guys. <laughs> we covered our week six takeaways. We covered our week seven preview and our Stone Cold Locks of the Week. A little bit of Weto's top five and a lot of talk about Halloween candy. Thank you guys for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a great night. <laughs>